my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Welcome to The Gratitude Diaries, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Janice Kaplan. I'm here every day with practical, down-to-earth advice on how to be happier. Today's tip, do a little gardening to get a sense of groundedness and gratitude. More and more people are now gardening, and the National Gardening Association says that some 35% of Americans now grow at least some food or vegetables, either at home or in a community garden. And gardening is catching on more and more among people under 35. When you grow your own vegetables, you get lots of good stuff to eat. If you grow zucchini, you know that you get lots and lots and lots of good stuff to eat, and probably lots more to give away, too. That's perfect, because being grateful for the bounty you have and sharing it really is the essence of gardening. In a lovely new book called The Well-Gardened Mind, the British psychiatrist Sue Stewart-Smith talks about the advantages of gardening to our mental health. She says that when we sow a seed, we plant a narrative of future possibility. A lot of gardening is about nurturing, coaxing the seed to erupt into something beautiful. But she doesn't just see gardening's romantic side. She points out that a lot of gardening is about aggression. You're out there with pruning shears, ripping out weeds and slaughtering bugs. We can be grateful for that, too, because it's destruction in the service of growth. She calls it gardening catharsis. Her husband, Tom Stewart-Smith, is a garden designer and landscape architect whose clients have included Victoria Beckham and the Queen of England. 
He says that a garden is fundamentally a process that is always changing. You don't need it to be perfect all the time. In large gardens, he likes to plant part of it and leave some of it to the wilds of nature. In Britain, it's not uncommon for doctors to give people a prescription to volunteer at a community garden. Just being around soil and greenery can lower depression and improve your sense of well-being. And in this country, Claire Cooper Marcus, an emeritus professor at the University of California, Berkeley, did some of the breakthrough work on what's now called environmental psychology. One of her many books is Therapeutic Landscapes, where she describes how a properly designed garden or landscape can make you recover from illness faster and definitely improve your general well-being. The best-selling novelist Jennifer Weiner recently started gardening, and she wrote a piece in the New York Times that she called Gardening Through the Apocalypse. She described this past spring when she was at home with her two children. The schools were closed, and her latest book tour got canceled because of COVID-19. Then came all the protesters and the looting and the tear gas. In the face of all that, she decided to make a stab at being an urban gardener. She planted radishes and cucumbers and lots of flowers. As her marigolds and zinnias began to bloom, she felt a little more hopeful. They made her happy. She now hopes that when her daughters remember this very difficult season, they will remember the uncertainty and the illness, but maybe they will also think about the flowers and the plants and the blossoming. Not long ago, my husband and I visited a couple we know who have a lovely house in the country. And like Jennifer Weiner, they recently started gardening. In real life, the husband is a well-known oncologist, but his weekend pleasure is now growing kale and squash and all kinds of lettuce. He built a large wooden structure for his garden and put up wire netting to keep out the animals. It's a lot of work to have a serious garden, but there's also something amazing about nurturing a seed into a plant that becomes your dinner. Like all gardeners, he begged us to take some of his flourishing vegetables home with us. Gardening makes you grateful to get and grateful to give. So today, start thinking about planting a garden. You don't need any special place, a windowsill in your apartment, a community garden, or your own backyard. Sue Stewart-Smith says that gardening is like having a conversation with nature. And that itself is a reason to be grateful. Thanks for joining me. I'll be back tomorrow with more practical ideas on how to add gratitude to your life and make every day a little brighter. Have a great day. The Gratitude Diaries is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.